Welcome back to the Video Store Junkies podcast, and welcome to one of our special review episodes. Today, we are going to be talking about Zack Snyder's Army of the Dead, which just recently premiered on Netflix, as most people probably know, based on all the ads that are plastered all around the internet. Now, this is one that I had been looking forward to for a long time. We'll get into that a little bit. First, we're going to introduce ourselves. I'm Zachary Edgerton. I'm a huge fan of zombie films. Renee, who are you? I'm Renee. Uh, St. Aubin, and uh, I am a fan of zombie films. I don't know that I would uh, <laughs> put a big or a huge or anything on there like it, but I do enjoy zombie films, assuming they're well made. I do. Thank you. All right. Well, I guess we'll find out what you think of this one pretty soon. Uh, Bill, how about you? I am Bill Mulligan, and I love zombie films. I have made zombie <laughs> films I, in, in some it's it's made my career in filmmaking and everything and and you know i am mr zombie films it's what got me into uh, making movies so i was kind of looking forward to this with some trepidation which turned out to be accurate <laughs> great well let's get into it and if you haven't listened to our reviews before we keep it pretty simple we're going to talk about things we liked about the film then we're going to talk about things maybe we didn't like so much about the movie and then we're going to slap a rating on it. So I always like to do the uh, stupid segments. And you know what? This movie is based in the city of sin, Las Vegas. And so I think we're going to call the I think we're going to call the two segments. Uh, we're going to do winners and we're going to do sinners. What are the things that we feel kind of won in this movie? What do we what, what do we think this where do we think this movie hit the jackpot? And then uh, what sins do we think this movie kind of committed and then we'll find out if they are mortal sins or not so let's start with the winners let's let, let's start on the positive note uh what are the winners of this movie and i think well i think we're probably gonna match up a lot on some of these but i'll, I'll open it up does does anyone want to start off the top of their list uh what what they felt this movie did right mm. Mm. Um, I mean, I'll start. I got two words, and it's probably the same two words that uh, you guys have somewhere on your list. And uh, those two words are actually a name, and that name is Tegnataro. Yes, okay, I would totally agree. You can't hear me <laughs> clapping in the background, but yeah. I am. So, yeah. so for, for anyone who doesn't know, which is probably uh, hardly anyone because there have been a lot of articles about this, Tegnataro was not actually in this movie when they shot it. So uh, there was another actor whose name I don't even remember, and I don't yeah, even care and, because... And you're not going to be seeing too much from him in the future. <laughs> yeah, uh, let's just say uh, he did some terrible things, and thankfully Zack Snyder decided to take him out of the movie, but this was long after the movie had actually wrapped. So Tignataro was cast in the role, and I guess they were kind of lucky that he was playing a role that didn't actually interact with everyone else quite as much. But uh, she was basically, her, the entire role was reshot on green screens, and she was, you know, through digital wizardry, she was inserted back into the movie. And if you hadn't told me that, I probably would have absolutely no idea, because uh, she's so good in this movie, and she's really entertaining, and I love her character. And I will also give props to the, like, digital wizards who actually did all of this, because it was pretty much flawless. Yeah, I agree. And let that be a lesson to to jerks out there in Hollywood, how easily replaceable you are. We, you know, I mean, it used to be you could get fired before the movie was made. Now you can get fired after the movie's made. <laughs> yeah. 
So, so, and, and you know, if things are going to, this is what's going to cause change in Hollywood. The only thing that really will cause change in Hollywood is cost. And it cost, they're saying, millions of dollars to do what they did to get mm-hmm. her in there. Uh, it was not an easy fix. It was an expensive fix. They're not going to hire people where there's any potential of having to do something like that. I mean, this guy on his best day, which are now long past, was not worth the money that it cost to get him out of that film. So, yeah. you know, uh, and I'm sure there'll be some folks who get caught up, uh, you know, in the crossfire and everything. But boy, if word gets out now that you are a problem or a potential problem or, a, you know, potential embarrassment, the easiest thing is just let you keep on working at Starbucks and never, never get hired for these films. So eh, you're on notice. Well, based on this movie, I think the rule should just be if you do something terrible, they're, they're going di- to digitally replace you with Tignataro. Doesn't matter what yeah. the role is. Doesn't matter if you're playing, if you've played FDR yeah. in a movie about FDR and you, you turn out to be a bad person, they will replace you with Tignataro as FDR. Yeah. Doesn't matter. And I enjoy, I enjoy her comedy quite a bit. Now, she, she might yeah. be an acquired taste. Not everyone finds her mm-hmm. funny as I do, but she's very enjoyable and she's great in this role. I mean, just as a, I don't know what the character, how the character was portrayed before, don't care, but she, does it well she's enjoyable and there needed to be more of that she was actually one of the disposable characters that i you know cared whether or not they actually got disposed of yeah. because that's the nature of this kind of zombie heist if they're like maybe it's a new genre the zombie heist film <laughs> you you know that when you have a big cast of characters in a zombie movie they are not all gonna make it and the challenge mm-hmm. is make the audience care when they don't make it yeah, no, you're My thing about her too was like, it, it's kind of funny because uh, I, one of the problems I have with this movie and a lot of contemporary movies is they don't quite understand how comedy relief works. And by <laughs> that, I mean they, they, mm-hmm. they, you know, and, and this is, I mean, it's a very, it's a very fine line, and it seems a lot of, like a lot of movies they try to, they're like, okay, comedy relief. Uh, that means every character has to have some funny lines. And that's actually doesn't really work that well most of the time. But it was kind of funny because she had a lot of the funniest lines, but she Mm -hmm. like she wasn't delivering them as jokes or she was, but they came off so naturally. And maybe that's because she's a comedian. But like when she first shows up and they're like, uh, I I don't even remember the, the, the exchange exactly, but. You know, he, he, I think he just offers her like $2 million and he starts telling yes. her, he's like, I, yeah. I, I, she's like, I don't care. Yeah, $2 million. I'll take it, whatever. I'll do whatever you want. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that was a funny bit. And it's something the audience can relate to. She hates her job. And here's someone offering her $2 million. And it is completely irrelevant what it is. She just sees yeah. this as, as a way out, what seems like a hopeless situation. So, yeah, yeah that, that was funny. Yeah, the comedy, best comedy relief. The, the mistake is they hire funny people. And then they give them their unfunny lines and they're like, oh, I don't understand what happened. I hired Patton Oswalt. Well, you should have hired him as a writer and then hired him as a performer to perform the funny lines that he wrote. Because the guy's hysterical, but you can only do so much if a line isn't funny. Uh, her delivery is what really sold it. And, it, and look, let, let's just put it out there. It's not the greatest sign in the world that the first thing we think of as the best part of this movie is something that is completely accidentally there. very true very true i mean i i will say at the end of the movie i was like okay because they leave it kind of open-ended oh hey by the way we didn't mention this at the top and i guess i'll mention it now because i'm too lazy to then go back and and cut it back in 
Uh, this is a spoiler-laden review. If you haven't yeah. already seen the movie and you really don't want it to be spoiled, then you probably want to stop listening right now. Then then you can go watch the movie, but please then come mm -hmm. back and, and listen to the rest because we would love to have you. Um, I'm really bad about remembering to say that. So, yeah. <laughs> but and if, you've never I, seen, if you've never seen a zombie movie, you may well be shocked to discover that the people who you don't think are going to make it don't make it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I, I, I just realized that before I talk about the uh, the very end of the movie, maybe I should I should add that disclaimer. So, yeah, stop listening if you haven't seen it. But I, I assume that a lot of people out there are weird like me and they'll watch a movie and then they'll listen to reviews and stuff. So hopefully most of you are, are, are good to go. Um, but yeah, they, they, they left it kind of ambiguous at the end because I think she was supposed to be dead, but they didn't really they didn't necessarily like show like the, no one like checked on her or anything. So I would love to think that she's alive and all these like sequels and spinoffs they're talking about doing will just feature like her and none of the other boring dead characters. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah they, could, they could bring her back. I think they, I think we just didn't find out because they, they ran out of money to stick her in there dead, but yeah, it was a, or maybe, <laughs> maybe it was a good choice. Yeah. Because yeah, she would be a welcome, welcome return. Yeah. And uh, honestly, I'm having a hard time remembering who did survive. I mean, there's one major character who I had no doubt would and did, and there might've been a few others, but I don't care. Well, it was basically it was basically just the daughter, wasn't it? Well, the daughter so. and then the dude that was on the plane at the end, but oh yeah, yeah, like, well, yeah, yeah. Well, that kind of. I yeah, mean, he's sort of question did. mark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Which I kind of liked that guy until I didn't. <laughs> yeah, he. he well, th so this is something else I will say. Well, we're talking about the performances and the characters. Um, lots of. Lots of, uh, I don't know, lots of characters that were kind of thrown away I didn't care about. Uh, not not wall-to-wall -wall great acting, but I will say a lot of the actors did a good job with what they were given. Mm -hmm. I, you know, I think Dave Bautista, I mean, he's obviously, uh, he's 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 actually a pretty good actor in certain, like, I mean, I love mm -hmm. him in, in Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, he's I think great he's, there. Yeah. When he's given good material, I think he's great. I think, he, I mean, he was, he was enjoyable in this movie. He just, I don't know, his character was kind of boring to me. I, I like, I love Garrett Dillahunt. He, you know, the, the guy, the company guy that goes with them, uh, love him. I yeah. mean, he's in, you know, love him from uh, uh, No Country for Old Men. Again, not really given a whole lot to work with. Uh, lots of, but, lots but he of, does I mean, the job. He's, he's hateable. And that's, exactly. that's his role. He is so hateable. He, yeah. Fine. And at the same time, he's raising hope where he was completely lovable so oh, yeah yeah good range, well good well it's funny it's funny because i the two, my two kind of favorite roles that he's played is no country for old men where he's like a super like bumbling deputy and then if you've ever seen the sarah connor chronicles tv show where he plays a terminator and they're like diametrically opposed oh. roles but he's great in both so uh kind of goes to show like how much range he has i think he's a great actor i think he's kind of wasted um loved i mean you know the the uh, the actor who played Dieter, uh, Matthias Schweikhofer. Mm. Um, I apologize, Matthias, if you're listening. It I haven't pronounced your name. Uh, yeah, yeah. And then, then Omari Hardwick, the other the guy. I mean, lots of lots of good actors in this movie. I think we'll talk in the next section about why none of them were necessarily that memorable. But I think mm -hmm. the, uh, you know, to, for me at least, it was like, uh, yeah, they, they just weren't given a whole lot to work with. So there's and there's a look, there are a lot of characters. And that's a challenge in a film like this is can you quickly and efficiently give the audience what we need to understand these characters? You know, no filler, no fluff. There's too much, too many people to do that. 
and it, it's unfair to compare one film to another, but that's literally what we do every time. <laughs> yeah. Now, now, let's just say up front, I, I've discovered today that apparently this is the latest film that we are either supposed to hate or supposed to love. And if you hate or love with the wrong people, they're angry with you for some reason. I don't know no. why this film of all films, this this piece of popcorn is, is now a part of the cultural war. I mean, what? This is ridiculous. Um, and I, I know there's ulterior motives. I think some of the folks who say, you gotta love this film. It's like, they think if this film does well, then we'll get a sequel to Justice League. And like, man, oh my God. That's, that's way thinking ahead of things. And, yeah. and you know, and the people who don't like it, I don't know. I, 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 you know, I mean, it's fine to dislike or like a film, but with these folks, it's personal. Like it's a personal attack. Mm-hmm. You know, you, if you post on, live, go to do an experiment, go to Facebook and post that you either loved or hated this film, and watch a bunch of randos show up and tell you why you're wrong. You're like, who the hell are you? Why are you here? Are you are you a bot? Are you, are you paid to do this? I mean, anyway. Um, which, by the way, Netflix, if you'd like to pay me to shill for your movies, I will oh. definitely do that. So uh, you can hit me up at any time. Um, gladly oh. take your money. <laughs> I will pour myself like I'm in a Scorsese <laughs> film. Well, it's it's funny, though, because if this movie does well, I think that the actual result will be that Zack Snyder will say, uh, forget WB. Netflix is now giving yeah. me a bunch of money to make like 20 Army of the Dead movies. So that yeah, might backfire so, so on them. Right, so it's a stupid plan because, yeah, but with the, my long-winded, I was going to say, the film that this is getting compared to by folks who don't like it a lot is uh, Train to Busan, where it oh, comes up, oh, very, very, very much uh, like, to, to its disfavor. I mean, Train to Busan does a great job introducing a big cast of characters who we care about. We may cheer when they die, we may cry when we, they die, but we care. And it's great. Films, I, I really admire films that are able to do that. My all-time favorite being um, Battle Royale, where you know they are throwing 40 kids at us. Some of them have just seconds to establish their character, but they do. This one didn't do it. There's a lot of yap, yap, yapping to, before we start getting to the, to the zombie killing stuff and everything. And I honestly don't remember a lot of the characters, and I should. Yeah, yeah. Because the actors, the actors are competent. The actors are fully capable of pulling that off. I mean, a few of them. Uh, I mean, I don't know Nora Arna Zader as the coyote. I, yeah. I don't know. I just sort of felt like she was trying to be, you know, Kristen Stewart, and I don't know why you would uh. do that, but. Um, <laughs> It, it just, I never for a minute believe that, you know, just because she's glowering in the background and being all cool and mysterious that she was cool or mysterious. But okay, you know, yeah. it is what it is. Well, it, it's kind of funny though. Because, really oh, go ahead. Oh, no, no. Well, I realized as soon as the words came out of my mouth, I'm going to save that for our next uh, section. Okay, gotcha. Well, no, I was just going to say, it's funny that that's the movie that people are comparing this to because the movie that I was comparing this to throughout the entire film was the movie that originally got me very excited for this film. That's 2004's Dawn of the Dead, which was Zack Snyder's directorial debut, and I think is still one of the best uh, non-Romero zombie films, maybe of all time. And I think that there are... You're absolutely right. I'll probably probably talk a lot more about it in the next section, but uh, that was kind of the movie. Although, speaking of Guardians of the Galaxy, the movie, uh, or the, the thing that that movie had which this movie did not, is a, a really incredible screenwriter in James Gunn, who yeah. is great about making those characters who you really care yeah. about and you are memorable. And um, 
there are a lot of lines and scenes in that movie that, you know, have, have kind of stuck with me. Whereas, like, uh, the day after I watched this movie, I was like, okay, I remember the scenes. I, I think I remember some of the scenes, but am I remembering them from the movie or from when I watched the trailer? I don't know. Yeah, you're, you know, you, you have nailed, you have hit the nail on the head. As soon as we heard he was making a zombie movie, we all got excited because we loved the remake of Dawn of the Dead, which we were all prepared to hate. Yes. All right. Exactly. And that movie, that was like, this is an unnecessary remake. And I, I'm going to sit there with my arms crossed, glaring at the screen. And I fell in love with that movie in the first I 10 brought minutes. my pitchfork. I brought my pitchfork oh, and yeah. I ended and, up eating popcorn yeah. off of it because. Right. You used it to use the torch to warm up the popcorn. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and we, it was great. And we got all excited about this. And we forgot to check to see who was doing the screenplay. And it, it wasn't James Gunn. And this, yeah. once again, we give directors way too much credit. Now, yeah. I'm saying this as, as a writer, so consider the sour grapes <laughs> here. I mean, I've directed yeah. too, but, you know, but it's it's the um, the thing is, a good director can take a great script and bring it to life, and a bad director can ruin a great script. But even a great director can't make a mediocre script into something a whole lot better than what it is. The, the story is is king, and from the story, the characters flow, and from the characters, funny lines or, or memorable lines flow. And if you don't if you don't have that, I'm not saying these are terrible screenwriters. Zack Snyder did a lot with it. He's, he's written some good stuff. But uh, yeah, if this had been, if they went to, um, if they went to James Gunn and say, hey, I know you're busy, but uh, here's a ton of money. Here's the premise. Could you write something from this premise? I think he would have given them a whole lot better than what we got. Yeah. Well, one other thing that actually kind of reminded me of Dawn of the Dead, and I will... I will steer back to things that we liked because this was one thing that I actually enjoyed. And sadly, it was probably my favorite part of the movie was I actually did enjoy the whole like intro, uh, like mini capsule, not, not the, not the, uh, the, the intro credit scene, not like the intro scenes. Um, but the whole like opening credit sequence where they're kind of showing the takeover and they're showing all of the like failed efforts to contain, uh, the, the zombie hordes. Um, I thought that was really well done, and it made me. It was one mm-hmm. of those things. I, I know that's kind of like Zack Snyder's signature. He kind of did, uh, you know, something very similar in Dawn of the Dead, and he did something kind of similar in uh, Watchmen. I think he kind of likes to do that that uh, opening credit scene montage that kind of gives you uh, yeah, a setup no, that, for the movie. That was fun, and it it promised that we were going to have a good time. And uh, yeah, <laughs> yes. promise is broken. Promise is broken, uh, but yeah, that that was that was fun. And enjoyable and I even I even liked parts of the opening sequence that really got the movie going and parts that were like uh you know we've got this top secret we're carrying the most dangerous thing on earth in a convoy and all it takes is a married couple you know yeah carrying on fooling some panky fooling yeah. around the car to to make this great plan fall apart I hope these are not the people that are transporting uranium rods <laughs> spent uranium rods from nuclear power plants to whatever part of Nevada we bury them in. I'll bet that was a 49 to one vote. when We all got together and decided where we were going to bury the spent uranium rods. <laughs> Anyone say nay. And like Nevada's like, yeah, hell yeah. Nay. What are you talking about? <laughs> oh, well, it's almost unanimous. Anyway. Um, yeah. But you know, uh, so, so you got this creature in a, in a airtight seal. This is super dangerous. God forgive us if this ever falls off. And all it has to do is fall off the truck. And and it pops open. <laughs> okay. And we haven't told these guys what they're carrying because it's top secret. So they don't know not to go poking their face into the hole there. I you'd wouldn't. Be a, you'd, you'd be a little worried, though, when they call you the four horsemen. <laughs> yeah, 
It's like, Bill, you're, you're, you're transporting this top secret thing. And it's like, okay, is this coming from a bank? No, then I'm not poking my head in there to see what, yeah. what I'm carrying. You know, yeah. Okay. That, that killed me too, the reaction of like, because right as soon as they, the lady's like, there, and then I'm like, one 1,000, two 1,000. I'm like, why <laughs> yeah. did it take you 10 full seconds to tell those dudes to move? And he's all, hey, just, hey. Back away when, whenever you got a minute. Just right, back right. Away. Uh, hey guys, uh, the folks back at the base are saying we shouldn't be sticking our heads in the hole. And... <laughs> they were very casual yeah. about it. Yeah, right. Okay. I, I will say, I think, I think one of the things that kind of made me uh, hope for more was like I, the the intro segment that the opening credit scene actually had like more of a story arc in ways than the actual movie because <laughs> i love yeah. the fact that they have that like they have that woman that they show i think at the beginning and she has like a family or something and then she like has the girl who i guess she she thinks is lost and then she finds her again i don't know i i, I wish yeah, that they had yes. just like had such, it was so good yeah yeah so, so you're right there's there's a story right there that that could have been expanded into an actual movie yeah, yeah. And, and uh, oh, okay, can I? Uh, uh, I'm getting ahead of myself, but I'll probably forget this because I do. Um, so apparently, one of the movies, the, the next movie they're planning is a prequel. For the love of God, prequels. stop! Stop with the everyone prequels. loves prequels. Who 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 is it who asks for prequels? When do prequels make money? But stop with this. When they're uh, called Star Wars and others never. Hey, remember those characters we killed off? We're going to tell a story. I'll bet you're going to be on the edge of your seat. I wonder if Batista's going to survive this. Oh, yeah, he will because he <laughs> dies in the next movie. Yeah. Okay. Uh, come on. Stop. Jeez. If you're going to. No. Don't kill off your characters if you're going to make a franchise out of this. You know, yeah. Don't be I am legend. Yeah. <laughs> So, That's what I was worried about when this. Yeah, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll stick a I'll stick a good thing in here. I rather yeah. like the zombies, and that is a big deal in a zombie movie. The zombies yeah. suck. Um, they, I know there's a lot of CGI in this film, but there's also a lot of practical, and I like that. I like I I thought they didn't I didn't think they did much with it, but the the idea of the you know this this thing actually in some ways reminded me a lot of I Am Legend, where when, yeah. once they get in there, the zombies are creating their own society. And within the confines of, of Vegas, the humans are now the interlopers that have to deal with this weird, crude society, make the sacrifices, make deals or whatever. Okay, that was a cool premise that was introduced and kind of ditched. You know, I thought they were going to go a whole lot farther with that. Once they get in there, we don't really see the much of a zombie society other than them just sort of roaring at each other now and again. And yeah. Cool things are introduced, pregnancy, zombie pregnancies, and all kinds of stuff, and just don't really go anywhere. The the um, you know the whole love story between the lead zombie and his leading lady, very I that am was legend. so weird. Very yeah. very uh, Will Smith I am legend stuff, especially before they chopped it to oblivion. And um, I don't know who else I'm supposed to root for there. Um. Yeah, I mean, they're on the zombies' turf. Let me just get the, the thing, the heist thing. I, I like the idea of okay, there's a zombie epidemic, uh, you know, city shut off, and for whatever reason, we got to have a heist. Um, but my mind starts working, and I'm overthinking these things. And this is a popcorn movie; you shouldn't well, think about it. But well, like, two hundred million dollars doesn't seem like really worth it. You know, two hundred million dollars. Oh. <laughs> Am I cynical or is that chump no. change? 
I mean, I would do it for I'd do it for a million. I'd I'd crawl into a zombie infested Las Vegas. Um, no, uh, and, and, and <laughs> zombies are real. The economy of the world has collapsed. Two hundred million dollars is like oh, because toilet paper ran out, and we're told that dollar bills are actually really good for wiping your ass, can be cleaned and used again. That's the only reason I can see to be going into to robbing a black bank vault. Uh, it, it just I don't know. It just seemed. Uh, I uh, and of course ulterior motives then we discover um i know I'm, I'm jumping ahead into the bad stuff here i probably should shut up <laughs> well uh, does anyone else have anything I'm, I'm trying to think of more good things to yeah, say i was yeah. gonna say i mean we can move on if there's nothing else that we want to call hey, out hey the, bu the budget is there on the screen this is not a 70 million dollar movie that looks like a seven million dollar movie they spent a true. lot the sets are good okay the zombie tiger is a great idea and is is executed by the B team of CGI people. I don't know where where the A team was working, but they certainly weren't working on this one. <laughs> I thought I thought the CGI tiger in Walking Dead, which has a way lower budget than this, was more oh, convincing boy. than than this guy. You know, I've seen. Here's yeah. a problem: when you do CGI animals that we've seen, and it's like that doesn't. I, I've seen tigers; they don't look like that. I, okay, yeah, he's a zombie. Even if, even if he, he wouldn't look like that. He, he looked, he was just three or four renders away from, from looking like he might actually be there. I mean, come on, guys. Jurassic Park was a long time ago, and the CGI creatures in that look hella better than the stuff we're getting now. Partly because it wasn't all CGI. They had some practical stuff, and they used the CGI to enhance it. And that's still the way to go. You know, yeah. they should have they taken some of that TIG money and uh, dumped it into <laughs> making a, a mechanical tiger head or something. Okay. But look, but still, it is an expensive looking movie. This is this looks like one of the most expensive zombie movies ever since uh, World War Z, yeah. which also, all the money was there on the screen for that one too. And it's it's really cool, and that, that's neat and everything. And this is my own personal bias that I think uh, with zombies, you get rapidly diminishing returns in terms of budget. That the more you spend on it, Definitely the scares just disappear. I wasn't scared once in this movie. But I don't think that was its purpose. This wasn't meant to be a scary zombie movie. This yeah. is an action movie. This, and, and it should be judged in the genre that it's intended. This is not a horror movie. This is an action movie with horror elements to create the premise that the action flows from. So let's let's be fine about that. And people say, oh, this wasn't scary. It wasn't meant to be scary. Stop. So, yeah. Yeah, well... And I do, I do appreciate a large-scale spectacle film, even though I know that a lot of people don't like it, and I recognize that it has a lot of failings, especially compared to the book. I still have a special place in my heart for World War Z, just because it's probably the most epic zombie film we will ever get. So, uh, unless you know they ever finally make the sequel, I really enjoyed World War Z, and but it's so different from the book that I literally think if they called it a different name, we could still have a World War Z movie, and no one would be the yeah. wiser. Yeah. Well, we've been poking, we've been poking at it a lot, much like a, a group of kids pokes at a, a corpse in the woods. So do we want what, to What get... the hell kind of childhood did you have? <laughs> it was fun. Uh, you know what? <laughs> we didn't have a TV. We've talked about this before. Yeah, that's true. Um, so do we want to get, do we want to move on to the, uh, the sinners section where we talk about things that uh, maybe we didn't like so much and we will mm. hold against this film? Renee, do you want to start us off? Do you have any uh, any major offenders that you want to talk about? Uh, I do. My, I, I, there are certain points that I actually had to, to mute because <laughs> this soundtrack just kind of, I mean, it got really aggressive in the beginning. 
Um, and then certain points, I just, I couldn't take it. I just could not take it. It was a, a lot of like country songs and just weird stuff. Mm -hmm. They were just, oh boy. Yeah. And some of it was like re weirdly out of place. Like I remember at one point there was like a death scene and the death music started like a good 20 seconds before the dude gets in a position where he's going to die. And I was like, well, that's kind of <laughs> odd. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the soundtrack definitely. And then just the weird stuff with the zombies, like, like hibernating zombies and zombie sea monkeys where it's like you just add water and they're instantly alive. That was odd uh, to me. Yeah, and other yeah, people might have liked that. I just found that a little bit like, oh, it just, I feel like there were so many points in the movie where it was like, oh, this reminds me of another movie. Like, oh, that reminds me of the nurses of Silent Hill or like, you know, yeah, oh, oh, this yeah. reminds me of, yeah, there's <laughs> just a lot of stuff. We'll, yeah. We'll yeah. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. I was just going to keep rambling. That's just, <laughs> it just kept uh, calling back to other movies <laughs> for me. I, I just wanted to interject while we're talking about soundtrack and songs. Can someone please tell Hollywood that yes. the Cranberry song zombie is not in fact about the living dead. Can Lord someone just Jesus. pass that? If anyone has like, I don't know, an address that we can write to and let them know that that's <laughs> probably not probably not an appropriate song to be uh, putting in a in a, a, well, a horror know, action listen, film. I, I was actually okay at that point. I mean, I'm actually surprised no one's used it up till now. It's yeah. you know, yeah. It, well, that's yeah, because it's people not about zombies. There's not going to be a hit song about zombies. Um, yeah, it, it was. That it would be I mean, more... it's one of my favorite songs. So, so you know, it's an amazing song. It's, it's a cranberries. Oh, I, will, I do appreciate that they actually use the the original version and not a damn country music remake or something. Right, right, right. <laughs> and and it's it, you know, but I agree. The he the songs he picks are too obvious. Mm, like, yeah. hey, I got, I got an idea. It's in Vegas, so we'll have an Elvis song. Boo. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, painful. And uh, you know, I, 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 uh, I liked Watchmen, but as soon as I heard Leonard Cohen start singing yeah. Hallelujah, I'm like, oh, geez, there has to be a moratorium. You know how often a song is used and everything. He just picks obvious ones. There's so many songs out there. If you're looking for, hey, I want a weird contrast where horrible things are happening, but a happy chippy song is going. Okay, millions to pick from. You know, just occasionally it, it works. If people are trapped in an elevator, the girl from Ipanema should come on because that's, yeah. yeah, that's that's fine. But yeah. Love Deep Rising. Um, love the, love yes, Deep Rising. Yes, uh, I love Deep Rising. <laughs> you know what? That, that movie is, that, is so underrated. Is that the girl from Ipanema? <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think I, th I feel like Zack Snyder has the musical knowledge, the or his depth of musical knowledge is about as much as mine is, which is to say not at all. So yeah, that someone else should probably uh, help him help him choose some. Yeah, some there's so selections. many good obscure songs yeah. that you can stick in there to accentuate an action sequence. You know, I mean, it's like okay, just like Shaun of the Dead. We're gonna play a Queen song during the uh, you know a zombie break-in or anything. So many Queen songs you could choose from that people have heard a million times. They picked one that a small hit, but not you know it wasn't "We Will Rock You" or which Zack Snyder would have picked "We Will Rock You." Or Bohemian Rhapsody, because those are literally the only two Queen songs he's ever heard in his life. And and that would not have been appropriate. You know, you'd be like, nah, you should have picked a different one. So, I mean, yeah. I, I would have appreciated it instead of the cr Cranberries, they had just played uh, Time of the Season. So <laughs> a little more, a little yeah. more clever. And, uh, yeah, yeah, but you're right. Renee points out, we, you know, one of the advantages of, yeah, exactly. Um, one of the advantages of zombies is that we know the rules. 
Right. Mm. And here we don't. Mm-hmm. But but there are characters who do, and they just sort of throw it out. Oh, it's like these guys, we have this plan. We've got this dopey plan to go uh, get this stuff. We can't land the helicopter on the building for reasons. So um, we need to land it somewhere else. And uh, we slip in. The, the helicopter's there, but we're not on. I don't know. For whatever reason, we got to get from point A to point B. And she's like, well, you know, they, they, uh, they're allowing us in, but we can't just walk through the streets because that'll get this movie will end real fast. So we need to, uh, you know, walk through buildings. Like, okay. Uh, yeah. So can we talk about the plot? <laughs> can oh, we talk God. about can we? the plot? Not for long. Oh, <laughs> no, well, no, I can talk about it for a long time because the more I thought about it, the more I, I okay. This is one of those movies. You ever watch a movie and you walk out uh, thinking like, okay, I must have missed something because there's yeah. no way that this script Dude. is as stupid as I thought it was. <laughs> but okay, so so let's just let's just break it down real quick. Okay, you can you guys can tell me sure. if I'm wrong, if I if I misunderstood or if I misremembered or my my mind just started wandering and I, and I missed something. So they get hired to to steal the the two hundred million dollars. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, it's a lot of money. It's it, you know he says it's it's. Uh, they, they've already paid the insurance on it, so it's technically just free money for for the guy who's hiring them. Yeah, okay, makes sense. Hey, wait, can I interrupt? One thing yeah. that I thought was funny that I thought was funny is they're given you know Batista and his partner basically got fifty million dollars to play with, and and how yes. they decide how much each person's worth was hysterical. Yeah. And it keeps you know, getting lower and lower. It keeps getting lower and lower, and they're throwing yeah. this money. At people, whoa, hey, fifty thousand dollars. Like meanwhile, yeah. you know, the first person they talk to gets two million. But that was good. I mean, that, that was, was that was, that was clever. Yeah, 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 that was clever. So, and by the way, I will say uh, this is uh, totally random. I what I really what I really wanted that very last scene to be when when the guy he looks down, you know, he's in the plane and he sees he has the bite. What mm-hmm. I really, really, really wanted that scene to be was I wanted him to go back and meet the guy, and then he shows that he has a bite because he's like, mm-hmm. "Fuck you, I okay, you know what, you you got all my friends killed." That's right. what I wanted the last scene to be. Anyways, sorry. Um, so, Dang it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I didn't that, call Zack Snyder. Yeah, right? I mean, instead, he's going to go to Mexico City. Thanks. <laughs> yes, exactly. They're going to appreciate it. So, okay. So he hires them. They go on. They, they go in to steal the money. Unbeknownst to them, Garrett Dillhunt's character is there for the real mission, which is, I guess, to bring back uh, any, like, genetic material or whatever from one of these zombies so that they can uh, study it in a lab and figure out what the virus or whatever it is and, and mm-hmm. replicate it and weaponize it. And that's where the real money is, right? Yeah. Sure. Okay, man, this was an incredibly elaborate plan when the woman that they hire to get, like, bring them in there, can they can just hire her to walk in there and, uh, like, kill uh, a zombie and walk out. They could literally have gone crabbing for zombies by dangling a turkey leg over the wall on a rope. And then when one of them (laughs) grabbed it, they lasso him and pull him over the wall. (laughs) Not not only that, but when he catches her, okay, here's the thing that I was really confused about. Because, okay, tell again. Once again, if you're a super villain, before you do some crazy ass expensive plan, will you give me a call and just offer me what for you is probably shekels, like pocket change. But, but for me, it would be a tremendous life-changing amount of money. And I will tell you what is wrong with your plan and why you should probably do a different one. Just saying. That's a great service. Yeah. Oh, that would Save actually a be- lot of lives, too. You know, the money mm-hmm. is worth it. It's not oh. all dollars and cents. I'm thinking of the children. 
That would be great. A super villain consultant. I like it. Yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I like so, that. So here's the thing I don't get, though. So when they when he kills the, the zombie chick, like the zombie queen or whatever. Uh-huh. Okay. Okay. God. Okay. So so they get in. They 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 uh, they shoot the guy. Okay. And to, to leave him as as an offering. Right. And then yeah. they're like, oh, we can't go through the streets. We have to go through the through the uh, the 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 buildings. They you know, that whole scene, which, by the way, OK, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm going off in many tangents here because there were so many things I didn't like. OK, so so Garrett Dillahunt's character locks the the other chick in there. She knows that he locked. She, she knows that uh, he fucked her over. And and her her dying words are not, hey, it was him. He locked me in there. He's going to kill you all. It's no, or whatever she says. Seriously? Ah, (laughs) Like, come on. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, That was, that was. I know. I was thinking, I'm like waiting for that moment. I'm like, what are you doing? You had so much opportunity. It's like, you know, it's like, hey, guys, he's like the cowardly dickwad from Aliens. He's totally (laughs) going to stab you in the back here. Yeah. He's he's Paul Roser. Oh. He's Paul Reiser, and they're like yeah. Paul Reiser. Brah, oh just fire, just shoot him till his body's twitching like a marionette. Yeah, yeah. Oh. <laughs> that should be oh. that should be something be- that we use. Just like don't be. Uh, hey, uh, the the one funny line in the remake of Ghostbusters, the one that actually made me guffaw in the empty theater, was uh, <laughs> one of the characters. One of the characters goes up to the mayor of New York and, and basically says, "If you don't, if you don't do what we need you to do, people, you know, you're going to be like the mayor in Jaws." And he jumps up, saying, "Don't you dare <laughs> compare me to the mayor in Jaws!" That's, that, yeah, that should be like Paul yeah. Reiser if someone yeah. really, yeah. <laughs> um, but okay, so that's an aside. Sorry. So, so they so they yeah. go through the building. Finally, they get through there, and then they're like, "Okay, let, let's split up and do our parts." And then, okay, now this is the part where I'm very confused. Didn't didn't the guy and the coyote woman? Didn't they just go back to the place where they started? Literally. They just yeah, wandered back to I the think, place. Yeah. What? Literally like, the same place. Because even why like the him again. Like Wait, say that again, Renee? Like they were why like, okay, I get the first time you're meeting up because you're here to present your offering. But mm-hmm. then they met up again. Yeah. And yeah. what was the purpose? They're of like that? sniffing they're sniffing around like the blood pool that was left there. And that's yeah, when he grabbed yeah. her. You could what? That was yeah. it. That was the whole mission. And also, yeah, like, okay, I get, I get it. You had to trick people to go in there and like lure the the two hundred million dollars over them. But if this guy was a rich industrialist, he could have just been like, okay, here's, I have twenty million dollars. Hire a couple people. It'll take you a couple right. of hours. And apparently, this this thing is worth, you know, this is the most valuable thing in the world to him. So, I, I, am I am I am I missing something yeah. that the plot no. makes no sense? And, and yeah. look, how many times? How many times do we have to see this? Every every movie where there's a heist or you know a government, the CIA, a rich industrialist, whatever, they get a team together to do something. It always turns out that it's it's there's something else. There's hidden right. motive. It, it's yeah. so it's so unsurprising. It would shock me if literally like you get back and it's like, well, here's the two hundred million dollars one. Like, okay, thanks. Wait, that, <laughs> that's it? Really? That was it? You're not yeah. going to tell me your elaborate Bond villain uh, scheme? No, no, two hundred million dollars. Yeah, its own reward. Damn, that's pretty good. <laughs> oh my god! I just such an elaborate setup for. So, yeah. That's the problem with a lot of the a lot of the a lot of the times when a movie tries to be very clever, like it digs itself into this hole where you can just like poke the like like you can drive a truck through the the plot holes, and I was just like, I, yeah. I just don't, I just don't get it. I just don't get it. And then yeah. and and then also like they had sent people in before. Like they, there was yeah. the other team that had died. It's like, wait, well, what? Well, well, did they send Derek Garrett Dillahunt in 
with that team and he like failed to get a zombie like i don't understand like yeah he did the work like he cut yeah. that like, uh, yeah yeah uh, okay. the idea the idea also these zombies are a great bioweapon is flawed yeah. on its face <laughs> it's not a great bioweapon it, it's yeah, it's a terrible it idea it's like, once again it's like we, we want this weapon that will literally set the air in the in the atmosphere on fire it's like, and this is where I hope someone like Trump's like, would you call that guy Bill in Sanford? Because I think you want to run this idea by him. Like, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Okay, that's also the air you breathe. Bad plan. Thank you. Send the check to me. Oh, yeah. damn. He was right. Boy, that guy is worth his small but generous commission. Um, yeah. Yeah. They're not. Uh, but then, the, whole, the whole idea of the zombies, the zombies take over Vegas, but we have time to build a wall. Yeah. And, well, right. and, they, and they didn't escape. And then, of course, we put the refugee camp right outside the wall, because if there's a wall that barely keeps out a bunch of ravenous zombies, you want to have a bunch of poor people hanging around there um, to get infected and jump back up back and forth. And this is where I guess. So Zack Snyder's been doing interviews where he talks about the politics in this. And I was like, I got to read this because I didn't see any politics at all. So yeah, in in his brain. And again, I like a lot of Zack Snyder stuff, but I don't get this at all. He said in his brain, he's like, well, this was a commentary. The wall that's surrounding Vegas was my critique of the wall that Donald Trump wanted to build. I'm like, so, so you're comparing the wall that Trump wanted to build to keep Mexicans out to the wall they built to keep a bunch of ravenous disease zombies out. Oh, God. I'm not, not sure making, you're making the point you that you think you're making oh. here. Um, oh, it's always like it's always like whenever whenever someone like criticizes people who are anti-immigration and they have like an American Indian, it's like, you know, yeah, I'm anti-immigration too. It's like, okay, this is really not the point you wanted to make here. Oh. Um, yeah, you know? okay, yeah. Uh-huh. So I, uh, I, I, I didn't see much politics. I saw, I thought the COVID thing was was you know, but I didn't really see you know the fact they're taking temperature except. Instead of it being elevated, if it's depressed, yeah. you might be a zombie. It's like okay, that, uh, but I didn't really see any great. Yeah, it was cute, but I, I didn't see a greater well, meaning to be. It, yeah, I think I think the politics were uh, for me they were too on the nose because the one thing that was obviously a reference to him was where like the the president they they had like a quote from the president and he said, yeah. uh, "Well, yes. real, uh, wouldn't it be cool? Wouldn't it be really patriotic or, or ultimately or something like something, something really stupid?" I was like, "Okay, yeah, yeah. we get it. You're yeah having having it. the having the bomb go off on the Fourth of July would be quote really cool. Yeah, but that was funny. That was yeah. funny." Um, but I, I don't know. Yeah, I, I didn't like I and I get it. Like everyone has been trying to make clever social commentary using zombie films since Romero kind of pioneered that. But very since, few of them okay, have really listen, succeeded. It, yeah. And, and you know what? But the thing is, with Romero, it, it emerged organically. And then once he started deliberately doing it, diminishing returns, I yeah. if people say, what would you do if you invented a time machine? I was like, go back, kill Hitler, watch dinosaurs. I want to go back and slap the crap out of whoever it was who um, gave a copy of The Fountainhead to Steve Ditko, Chariots of the Gods to Jack Kirby, and told George Romero that the politics in his zombie films was the best part. Because they really screwed things up for everyone. Oh, fair enough. That's my, well, yeah, that's my theory. Hey, if you, want to, if you want to hear more about the politics in Romero films, you can listen to our forthcoming episodes on all of his movies, and I'm sure yeah. we'll have a lot to say about uh, Land of the Dead, especially because that's where yeah. uh, that's where he gets very on the nose with some of his stuff. Too much on the nose. <laughs> now, are there any other things we want to call out? I'm sorry, I know I kind of dominated that that whole section. Uh, Renee, no, is there anything? Fine. 
Is there anything you want to call out specifically? Um, one is that uh, the super zombies, I was going to call them super zombies, <laughs> super zombies <laughs> are apparently very bad at detecting humans. Um, when, yeah. yeah, when the girl was hiding in the car and they all just ran past her and I'm like, there is no way they did not know she was there. Like, come on, you guys. Well, I mean, there, there must have been a way they didn't know. But like in a regular zombie movie, they would have latched onto that car until the end mm. of time. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Well, can we also talk about, I, 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 oh my God, just, I, I hate stupid characters doing stupid things. And oh. this film has, okay, so, so the, so the daughter's like, okay, I'm coming with you. Okay, no, no, you, no, you, oh, that's my Dave Batista uh, impression. Yeah. No, you can't, you can't come with us. It's too dangerous. <laughs> um, no, no, no. Uh, but my, you know, my friend's in there. Oh, no, you can't come with us. We can't rescue her. Oh, but, Oh, oh, okay. I'll go with you, but I promise not to try to rescue my friend. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, God damn it! I uh, like we didn't see that coming. Like, oh my yeah. God. Oh, yeah. I, I'm she should have stowawayed on or something. But yeah, th this is like, you know, if I if I'm on his team, I'm like, okay, this is the guy who's leading us. Um, this is a, this is a, has disaster written all over it. Yeah, so. it's just. One of those plot twists that, yeah, we, we didn't see. We didn't see it coming where she was going to disappear at some point and uh, and try to rescue and, that, and that's when you know that he's not going to survive the movie. Because the only story yeah. arc that he can have is that he has to give his life to save hers. To redeem himself in her eyes. I, there's, I can think of no other direction yeah. it's going to go than that. Yeah. yeah. One other thing I would like to talk about. And, and I haven't seen this talked about a lot. So it could be that I'm just kind of nitpicking, which is obviously something that I tend to do a lot of, but I would like to talk about the cinematography in this movie. Now, Zack Snyder, uh, I think he searched far and wide for the best cinematographer in the business, and he spent a lot of time finding the right person to shoot this movie, and ultimately he landed on, I guess, his favorite cinematographer uh, by the name of Zack Snyder. So... <laughs> Yeah, uh, I, I will say okay. This is another thing where the original, uh, the, the the original Dawn of the Dead, the original Dawn of the Dead remake, the Dawn of the yeah. Dead remake is a beautifully shot film. I like it. Actually, has an extremely unique visual look. It has like that whole opening sequence. I think is made all the better because of the way that it's shot. And this movie is again like comparing and contrasting because I can't help it. This movie looks like a first year film student who just got their hands on their very first DSLR and mm -hmm. doesn't know anything about like focusing, like the fact that you can you focus a chapter on depth of field and <laughs> just field. You, you could actually, you could actually, there are settings on the camera that you can adjust that will allow you to focus on more than like four centimeters at one time. But, but you know what? I mean, no, as, as again, I, it didn't bother me, his aspect ratio controversy in, in Justice League and everything. I can understand why he did what he did here, that having this really narrow, maybe overly narrow depth of field gives a claustrophobic look, which in a scary zombie movie would be a mm. really good choice. Because then you don't know exactly, you know, when when is something going to come out of the shadows and the blur to uh, attack the characters and everything. It, it does give you that that you know trapped feeling, tight focus and narrow depth of field. But um, but in an action adventure thing, I don't think it worked as well. I, I'm not as I'm not as mm. horrified by it by a lot of folks who've been commenting on the cinematography. But I, I don't think that it, it sometimes diminished the epic quality. 
that I think they were going for. If you're going to spend that much money on a zombie movie, Epic had better be one of the first things you think about, not intimate. Yeah. And, and that, that's, that's literally my biggest complaint about it was if you're giving me an Epic zombie movie, which again, we don't get a lot of them. This is really the second, yeah. uh, you know, biggest budget zombie film we've ever gotten. Like, and this is actually one one place where I kind of disagree with you, where a lot of the budget was on screen in a lot of ways, but then there were so many shots where I was like, man, I this could be shot in like a, a storage container somewhere because I can't see anything other than like the the right. the, the actor's nose that you're looking at. So there was yeah. no sense, like there was no sense of place. I mean, it was really it was so bad to the point where it really was like focusing in on like. It would, it would like focus on their eyes, but then it would lose focus a little bit and you'd be like on their nose or on their ears or something. It was like, man, you're, we are, we are really shallow on this. Um, so that, yeah. I think that was my biggest problem is like, man, like you said, like, that's a great, that's a great technique. If you don't have the budget to, let's say like, uh, dress the sets or, you yeah, know, yeah, be, yeah, but they, yeah, they had over. The <laughs> yeah, only thing it was really good for, it helped them slip Tig Notaro in there because, you know, it's like, is that Tig in the background? No, but we'll say it is. So yeah, yeah, no, it's very true. And I, and I, I almost wondered. I was like, I don't think this is true at all. But it did at times. I was like, well, did they, did they actually make it worse? Like, did they digitally alter yeah. the the death of field to make her integration uh, look more seamless? Probably oh, not. But did they, did they, know. did they mess with the background? Did they use the time honored technique of fuck it in post? Yeah, sure. Why not? <laughs> I don't know. I, I would like to choose to believe that they didn't because that would almost make it worse that they they shot the movie and it looked better and then they went back and and broke it in post instead of fixing it. But I don't know. Anything else anyone would like to call out specifically uh, as as some of the cardinal sins that this movie commits? Uh, I don't know if it's a sin and for me is more of it's just a curiosity, although it is, I guess it's a bit of a sin. Uh, I'll just go for it. Uh true to my my feelings in general life what the heck is going on with the baby what's up with the baby like yeah. what was that supposed to be and then like how and then it like it came out and it was blue and then it turns like was it supposed to be human was it supposed to be a because they they said from area 51 okay that's this is something else that's happening I, I you know before this i did a little bit of research mm -hmm. um even though even though i was completely unaware we were doing this tonight so anyway um they <laughs> there's there's a bunch of people writing stuff about how this is like a time travel movie and that the scene where they find the bodies of like people who were them and they no. just assume, yes, that they just assume this is like, we're not the first group to do this. They send others in and it failed that actually it is their body. And I'm like, okay, well that's just fans coming up with stupid stuff, but no, apparently Snyder and some other, you know, that there, there could be some all kinds of interesting time twisty things here. Literally none of that is in the film. I mean, you've got yeah. to dig and dig and dig for it. Yeah. And so is this, you know, this alien part. Um, okay, yes, they mentioned uh -huh. we got the Samaria 51 and the zombie baby has kind of a bluish glow to it, which to me speaks more alien-esque than whatever. We don't know what the they biology of this thing on. is. Yeah. Um, how, you know, so uh, what I, was that all about? It was introduced and then abandoned. And the only thing it did is make us feel bad for the, the head yeah. zombie who then becomes the main antagonist in the film. Right. And, and is trying to kill the humans, but I feel bad for him. He was minding his own business in his city. They don't seem to be trying to break out or anything. Um, 
and and they're they're kind of coming together and, and apparently they can even uh procreate and who knows the baby was kind of interesting looking might have been the, the fusion between zombie and human and alien who knows what what would have happened there but now it's gone his his uh his lover is killed horribly when when the coyote is like holding the head above the thing here you know if you do this i'm gonna get it my sympathies were not with the humans your, yeah. My sympathy should always would be with the humans in a zombie movie, unless it, the intention of the movie is to make us, you know, like uh, the, the the cute rom com one, uh, Warm Bodies, um, you know, yeah. where where the zombies have some or or um, Fido or something where the zombies have some sympathetic elements and everything. But mm -hmm. if it's if it, we, you know, we weren't introduced to the backstory of these zombies here. I don't know who they are. I'm supposed I, to be rooting for my team here. I thought the I thought the baby was blue just because it was cold, but it was because... glowing blue. It was like, to me. It was it, more, uh, yeah, I, I don't there know. There was like some light on it, or you know, something. Well, like, yeah, like magically turned a different. I don't know. It was weird. Very oh, okay. Yeah. I just assumed it was supposed to be like ice cold because that's you know zombies are cold. Um, I, I will I will say I, I did kind of love the scene where where he the the one character is kind of musing about like oh yeah man we've been here before but. I, I didn't take that as a like clever, like, ooh, there's more going on here. I honestly took that as uh, s some writer was trying to basically get cute and be like, oh, no, look, see, yeah, there, there's some depth to this. And it, it seemed right. out of place to me because the rest of the movie was so stupid. I, um, I thought it was like, you know, him trying to be uh, Jeff Goldblum in Jurassic Park. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Bigger, <laughs> Pretty much. Bigger issues. Yeah. The the other thing, oh man, now I, I lost there were there was another thing. God, there was something else, but I, I totally lost it. So it probably wasn't important. <laughs> what was you'll, that? you'll wake up tonight at one o'clock, you'll bolt out of bed with your eyes straight. It's like dang, it was the whole reason I wanted to do the podcast. <laughs> probably. That's fine. I'll edit it in later if I remember. That's right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we'll and we'll be stunned to silence and unable to reply. Yeah. yeah. No, I think I ha I think I have clips of you both saying good point, Zach. So I'll just edit. Yeah, that, we need, need to have a collection of that. Great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, trust me. Trust me. I've been I've been putting it together. Um, <laughs> You're gonna do a whole podcast by yourself one day. Yeah, I could. I could at this the point. Peanut gallery just chiming in with good point, man. I got nothing to add to that. You said it all. <laughs> yeah. You've done it again. Uh, I was right there. Yeah. Uh, uh, sorry, Renee. Did you have something else? I you know. I guess the only the last thing that I can really think of is when the coyote gal was, you know, at the end when she's got the head and she's like, "Hey, just go. I got this." And it's like, what What was your plan at that moment? And like, yeah. yeah. And even if it was like, "Well, here's the head. Leave me alone," which like I don't that wouldn't help. That wouldn't make me feel any better. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, what did she think? She was just gonna walk out the way she came in, or was he gonna circle back and pick her up? Like, what? that that i had no idea what her plan was right and and it also seemed unrealistic for her to suddenly it's like i've done questionable things all my life and now i'm gonna redeem myself like, <laughs> yeah oh, really God. for a bunch of people i just met this morning and have no emotional attachment to yeah, yeah. and i forgot there's one more thing at the end when the girl the lady turns around and she's like but david bautista whatever i'm here for you and i'm like wait what I didn't wait. What? I didn't even know yeah. at all. Like there was yeah. any connection with you two at all. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I was like, yeah. No. Yeah. That, that, was there a romance between the two? I mean, they just seemed like good friends and everything, I, which, I, which I kind of liked. I, you know, how about it, in real life? It is possible for a man and a woman to be good friends, partners, 
you know, partners in crime or whatever, and not have to have a romance between them. The chemistry is not always there. Sometimes that can ruin things. Yeah. Um, it's can I? Oh, sorry. I just remembered. <laughs> I just remembered what I was going to say, and and it actually dovetails with another point I have uh, about what you just said. But uh, uh, so I, I I think that the I, I think I realized because uh, yeah, this whole zombie baby thing was so dumb. But uh, I think I, I realized that uh, that was probably Zack Snyder was like, oh man, what made Dawn of the Dead so popular? What made people? I know it was the zombie baby. He took the one thing that yeah. everyone hates about that movie and right, <laughs> made it a thing. Right. I, I will. Yeah. I will also. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> no, no, no. You're absolutely right. That that whole thing could have been excised. We'd all be the better for it. We all wondered about that. What would happen if? I, but it's one of those things you wonder about, but don't necessarily really want the answer to. Yeah. the The other thing I wanted to say was, I, I think you're absolutely right, Bill. Like, I actually don't like the fact that you know, it's many screenwriters are like, okay, well, we got a we got a man and we got a, a woman in this movie, so obviously they I've want heard a man. rumors that stuff happens when you get those two <laughs> together. Well, and I wanted to, again, like, you know, maybe it's not fair to compare and contrast, but I have to because this is actually something that I remember so well that, that you reminded me of it. But the, you know, Sarah Pauly and Jake Weber's characters in Dawn of the Dead, there's no, there there's obviously there's like respect there and yeah. there's maybe an attraction, but there's never, you know, there's never anything like that really happens physically between them. Mm -hmm. But then there is like the one scene where he's like showing her after they outfit the uh, the minibuses and he's like showing her the like the chainsaw uh, like portholes that they cut in there so they can like sweep the, the, the sides of the bus with a chainsaw. And she's just like, I think that's the most romantic thing any man has ever sh shown me or something like that. And it's just it's a very sweet because like, yeah, in, in another in another time, I don't know if these two are really attracted, but you could see right. them getting together. But um, I don't know. So so it's kind of funny that 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 is actually a really great relationship. I think in that movie and then in this movie, yeah, it was just like, wait, what? I, I don't, Her death I don't even... was one of the genuine shocks that I had yes. that it just it was so True. It was so cold and and kind sudden. of out of the blue. Yeah, sudden yeah. and everything. And that that you need stuff like that. Uh, but you need it early on so that we are yeah. paying attention and everything. It's like this could be the last line this character ever says. Um, but yeah, you know, okay. I'm a leaf on the wind. Yes. Oh God! Don't too soon. <laughs> too soon. And when um, will it not be too soon? When I'm lowered into yeah. the ground, you can make all the jokes you want about that scene because uh, oh. brutal, brutal. Oh, Say what you will about Joss Whedon, and we have and will continue oh. to. But uh, yeah, yeah, he he he, ma he massacred my heart. Uh, yeah. Well. I think we speaking of massacres, I feel like we have beaten this movie uh, yeah. basically as much to death as we can. So before it gets back up and starts walking around, do we want to move on to our final ratings for this one? Sure. And does someone want to start us off? Uh, I, I hate starting us off, so I will. I can. I well, you know what? You know, what? I'll, I'll start us okay. off because right. I, I feel yeah. bad. I always, no, I always make other people do it, and I don't want yeah. people to think I'm always trying to get the last word. So we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna rate this out of five uh, anachronistic VHS tapes because uh, that's what we do on our on our normal show. We use the the old five VHS tape rating. So I've got to say, I was really really excited for this movie. We talked a lot about Dawn of the Dead. This movie was actually announced. Uh, a couple of years after Dawn of the Dead was released, which was 2004. So that kind of gives you an idea. If if you hadn't been following along and you don't know the history of this movie, that kind of gives you an idea of how long this movie was kind of in development. 
uh, before it was even in production. So I've had a, I've had a lot of time to kind of look forward to this. And obviously, when Zack Snyder went off and did a bunch of like comic book movies and superhero stuff, I was like, ah, you know, okay, he's never going to make Army of the Dead. Um, but that's that's mm-hmm. that's unfortunate because I loved Don so much. And then when he announced that he was going to make it, I was like, okay, yes, finally. And he's going to get to do it the, his way because it's Netflix, and yeah. you know, it's not it's not a uh, you know, they, they sometimes give a little more leeway than than some of the other studios um, because they are trying to attract that talent. So they're they're a little more uh, they're they're a little more creator friendly. But uh, I got to say, this movie disappointed me in pretty much every way, shape and form other than other than, you know, Tignataro. Uh, uh, I there's very little here that I really enjoyed. I don't think I will ever feel the need to go back and watch this movie again which i will say like again like you know world war z not a great movie not not one of my top movies i I watch it every every once every year or two i put it on and watch it Mm -hmm. uh don't think i'll be doing the same with this one so Mm. at the same time i i gotta say that you know the cast does what they can with the script and i i do actually like a lot of the actors I think even if the characters are kind of shitty, I, I do kind of we didn't even talk about the fact that they they hire. I think they hire like the the safe cracker Dieter like off the street. They're just like, OK, yeah, we're going to we're going to rely on you. Someone we barely yeah. know or don't know at all, I don't think, to uh, to to basically do the one thing that we need to get into here. But I still like him, like this character. So yeah, I think I'm going to be I'm going to be extremely generous because I am I'm a I'm a benevolent uh, person and I am going to give this a whopping two VHS tapes. That's probably more than it deserves, but uh, I, I, you know, I did, I did like a lot of the performances and everything. So yeah, so maybe I don't know, maybe we'll get some sequels slash prequels slash spinoffs yeah. slash all the other million things they've announced, and maybe some of them. Uh, I would hope that some of them will be better and they'll learn from their mistakes, but uh, I guess we'll see. I will. No. I'll, I'll go next. Yeah. Um, I will give it two and a half. I'll be a little bit more generous than you. Ooh. Uh, yeah, you know, I mean. I enjoyed watching it, though I found my mind wandering a bit. It it's it kind of okay. So, so I love the John Wick movies, but I like the John Wick character and the and I also like the world that he lives in with all its crazy rules and and things and everything that you're sort of exploring. But what a lot of filmmakers seem to be getting from the success of the John Wick movies is you know headshots and. If they're choreographed well and everything, they're they're sort of fun. But even the John Wick films, it gets a little tiresome after a while. And here, I just a lot happened. I mean, there were a lot of gunfires and shots and everything. If if your idea of a great zombie movie is one where a lot of zombies get killed, yeah. Um, but that, I don't think that's it. How many how many zombies actually got killed in Night of the Living Dead? Uh, you, you don't need. There just wasn't enough story here. There wasn't enough characters to care about the actors Mm -hmm. were were good in what they did um it is a little bit of a disappointment i just i don't see i feel like they wanted to make a franchise but i don't see a lot of the potential here the fact that the first thing they're talking about is a prequel is a disastrous um indication that there isn't a lot there to work with i like the idea of taking zombie movies and making a heist film or something, you know, or, or doing that. That's kind of cool with, you know, the whole, just the backdrop. It says it's set in the zombie universe, but this movie is going to be a romantic comedy, Shaun of the Dead. It's going to be uh, something else. Uh, yeah, you can do that. That's cool. I just, I don't, I think this is a bit of a misfire. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and it was you know just from from the script they just needed something more to carry it along on will i watch it again i probably will because just to give it a second chance and see if now that i my expectations have been lowered that maybe i'll appreciate it a bit more i'll be watching this uh the cinematography carefully to see what everyone's so upset about because it didn't really strike me at the time but i just did not find myself really as emotionally invested in this film as I thought I would. Um, and if that's the case, you know, there's just not enough going on to, to really hold my interest there. So a disappointment, um, not as not as disastrously bad as some of the reviews have, but I also don't really get the love for it. However, I will say again, if you love a film, God bless you, I, I envy you. I envy anyone who loves a film I don't like because they love something that I dislike and I'd rather have more love in my life than dislike. You know, I, I have if, if you thought Wonder Woman 84 just reached your heart and, and lifted you up and put a smile on your face and a song in your heart and a spring in your step. Man, do I envy you because I just sat there and said, whoa, wow, they they misfired on this one. But every film reaches somebody. It's just you got to reach enough people to make a profit. Um, mm. <laughs> I just I, I didn't it. This one didn't grab me. And I'm a big zombie fan. And they, I hope I'm not being getting zombied out. I don't oh. think so because they say you know there's some more train to Busan stuff, and if the same filmmakers are involved in everything, I'm looking forward to that. And if uh, if if the guy who did one cut of the dead wants to make another one too, uh, you know there there's some folks who just seem to really get how to play with this formula and twist it around and show us some stuff that you know we haven't seen before. Or just you know I mean there's nothing in Train to Busan that makes it extraordinary innovative. It's just a, a good story with good characters. Oh, wait, have All you right. seen have you seen Peninsula, Bill? I have not. Oh I'm god, okay. Good. Well good? Mm, No, not so much. I won't say anything. I don't want to spoil uh, it. Well, you know, but, you know. Hey, there's always Train to Busan. It's a great movie. That's yeah, that's true. I mean that's the problem is a lot of folks when a when a film is successful, they take the wrong lessons from it. Yeah. Oh, zombie people babies. Love, people love fast zombies. Yeah, people love zombie babies. That's the trick. And, and it's like, no, it's pretty much the same thing it has always been. We like good characters that we can relate to. We like story arcs. We, you know, we like going along for the ride. Yeah, you have to be technically competent. And this film is technically competent. I thought so, but like I said, you know, I'm hearing some criticism about the cinematography and all. Um, yeah. I don't know. It's I really thought I was going to be uh, jumping off the ceiling about this one. So that's that's maybe maybe that's a problem too. Is stop going into films with high expectations. That's hard to do because I don't mm, go to a yeah. film if I don't have high expectations. It's too expensive. <laughs> yeah. Just, you know. But at the very least, I expect that my two hours is going to be well spent. So is is that too much to ask for? <laughs> anyway, Renee, what do you think? Man. Well, I'm going to give it uh, the same score. I'm going to give it a 2.5. Um, and I think a good, uh, at least a solid 0.5 of that is for Tignataro. Um, <laughs> I was telling Zach before we recorded one of the, I just kind of jot down things while I was watching it. And one of the things I wrote down was, oh God, oh no, why is this happening? Um, and, and I had another line, she said, this is so dumb. And, uh, it was just a lot of goofy stuff like that. I'd rolled my eyes a couple of points, but you know, I didn't, it, it wasn't a movie where, you know, I got up and walked away and did something else right. or I just turned it off and stopped watching it. It was, 
you know, like you said, the characters, not the characters themselves, but the actors did a good enough job that, it, you know, kind of saved that a little bit for me. Um, but yeah, it was just kind of, uh, yeah, off a little bit. So I'm going to give that a 2.5 and I'm sorry for the noise in the background. And, uh, one last shout out, I would like to say that on Netflix, uh, there are two things. One is a stand up special called happy to be here by Tig Notaro. And there is a documentary called Tig and I highly recommend it. So that's she's been going through a number of health issues. Has she not? Yes. And they talk about that in her, uh, documentary. Um, She's she's fine now, from what I understand. Um, but yeah, she did. She went really went through it. I know there was some concern in bringing her in because when they shot this, they were shooting it under you know the COVID protocols and everything. So maybe maybe mm. it was a good thing that it worked out the way it did, where she's she's acting in this large ensemble film, but she was not with anyone else while she was doing all this. That's probably true. Felt like probably feels like you're the star of the film when you're the only one they're shooting, and then they they. <laughs> That, that's actually kinda, she, I, th I think she she actually made comments about that because yeah she was like well yeah. I, I feel like the star here because it's just me and you know the entire crew is here just to shoot me so <laughs> well she did a great job and she she definitely has a presence um yes. that 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 comes through so uh, I hope that we'll see more of her I'm glad she's doing uh health wise better and everything yeah yeah so so she's probably the the story that's going to be talked about the most with this uh, unfortunate turn of events that definitely worked to the film's favor to bring mm -hmm. her in. I don't know what kind of performance the other guy gave. He might have been fine, but uh, we'll never know. And, and uh, I don't I don't especially care. Yeah, yeah. Right. I feel like the role was like I feel like she. I mean, I, you know, you obviously don't really yeah. know. If they anything, but it's like I feel like she was better for it than he could have been, just knowing what I know of him. Like, I just don't see him delivering the lines that she delivered, like in, in a great way. So yeah. Yeah. Great choice. Should have been the first choice. That's all right. Yeah. We all make mistakes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, hopefully they will, they will take the right things away from this movie. And, uh, the number one thing on that list is just always casting the Taro and you can't go wrong. There you go. That's right. She's no Tom Hanks, but she'll get people. in. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, I think that about does it uh, for our very exhaustive, very uh, spoiler-y spoiler review of Zack Snyder's Army of the Dead. We have an average of 2.3 for this movie, which is, uh, I think, I think pretty generous. Uh, I think, you know, we found some nice things to say about it, even though we had, obviously, a lot of, uh, a lot of negatives and a lot of things to dig it on. So, um, and if you like this review, you can find out all about our other opinions on many other movies. If you go to videostorejunkies.com or find us on Twitter at videostorepod. I, is that our, uh, God, I can never remember what our, our handle is. Um, just look for Video Store Junkies on Twitter and you can find us. It's actually Video Junkies Pod because I just looked it up. I'm not going to edit that out because I'm too lazy. But uh, Or you can find us on your favorite uh, podcast delivery services. We're on Google Podcasts. We're on iTunes. We're on Spotify. We're now on Pandora. We have a ton of uh, ton of content. We often spend hours and hours and hours talking about uh, specific films. So if you like that sort of format, then definitely tune in. Uh, anything else anyone wants to say before we call it a night? No, I think we've covered it pretty well. All right. Well, thank you for listening, everyone. And thank you, Bill and Renee, for uh, joining me in this review of Army of the Dead starring Tig Notaro. <laughs>